Well, hello, USC students and uh, challenge staff. Uh, my name is Seth Gatchel. I'm glad to, to join you for this evening of thinking through your summer. Uh, I was uh, reminded of uh, sort of the coronavirus pandemic uh, that we find ourselves in, of course, that you find yourselves in. And uh, somebody sent me a diary uh, entry. It's, it's uh, quarantine diary day one. I've stocked up on enough non-perishable food and supplies to last me for months, maybe years, so that I can remain in isolation for as long as it takes to set out this pandemic. Next entry, day one plus 45 minutes. I am in the supermarket because I wanted a Twix bar. And there we are. Well, I wanted to share with you uh, from my own experience and challenge you about using your summer. I became a Christian in the middle of my junior year in college and basically frittered away my first summer there. And frittering away that summer was very costly to me. Uh, it included my, um, as a young Christian of nine months, my girlfriend, who was a very committed Christian, breaking up with me because of some bad dating habits that I let us in. Uh, you don't have to fritter away your week or your summer. It wasn't until after my first year of graduate school that I finally used my summer the way I wish I had when I was still in college. Uh, I had some help thinking it through. Uh, Harold Bullock, um, who had become my mentor by then, helped me to line out uh, three basic categories of things and how to use my summer. The first was uh, a list of people to interview and to ask questions about, uh, about their life. The second was projects that I did that summer that helped me grow. And the third was to set up some weekly accountability with a couple of friends where we would share what we were learning um, no matter what. Uh, those three things, interviews, projects, and accountability, was a tremendous help to me in uh, getting started uh, or making the most of my summer that uh, particular summer. Um, your summer is, is going to come fairly soon for you. And before you know it, it's going to be September. And when September comes, you'll look back upon this time of your life. And I hope that some of you will not have to wonder what you did with it if you frittered it away like I did. Growing as a Christian does not just happen. That's the slow way to do it. Um, Paul says in Philippians 3, 12 to 15, not that I've already obtained this or attained this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to, uh, toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. He forgets about his past and he strains ahead to grow as much as he can. There's no magic wand here. It doesn't just happen because you want it to happen, but it takes effort. Um, you'll be getting um, two sheets uh, from Neil about how to make the most of your summer. One of the sheets I'm going to go through now um, will give you some ideas of how to think about your summer and, and, and ways to be specific about this. The second sheet will be a list of questions I'd recommend that you ask uh, people that you interview this summer. So let's start with how to make the most of your summer 
And the most important question I, I have at the very beginning is select an accountability partner, one or two at the most, that you are going to check in with every week, no matter what. You want somebody that's also going to be dedicated to this project like you are. Uh, you've probably been reminded of accountability and seen the, uh, the benefits of it and, the, uh, and, the, and not having the benefits of accountability. Uh, I've been swimming um, in a NOVA master's program for about 15 years. And for about 10 years, every summer, I had the same sad experience. Instead of driving over to the high school during the summer, I would think to myself, I don't have to go to the high school. I can swim in my local pool and just go right down when it's much more convenient. Of course, there wasn't the coach there, and there weren't 25 or 30 other swimmers there. And every summer was the same thing. I never swam as hard as I did when there was a coach on the pool deck. I never swam as hard when there were other people in my lane that I was swimming with. And as the summer went on, that became demotivating and discouraging, and I swam less and less. Um, accountability is an important part of our aspect of growing. Ecclesiastes 4, 9, and 10 says, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. If one falls, the other will lift him up. Uh, pick one or two accountability partners that are going to check in with you and you'll check in with them every week during the course of the summer. Next thing is think about how, how is it I want to grow this summer? Uh, for some of you, um, your personality is uh, more given to the, uh, grab one particular item that you want to do and drill into that and make it strong this particular summer. For others of you, you may be more of a variety person where you have two or three or four things that you're working on and you're just sort of pressing in a little bit. Each one, uh, each week you're adding to each of these and you really like the variety. The variety is motivating to you. So as we go through here, if you're a one person kind of thing and drill in, look for this one thing. Don't get bogged down by the other things I'm gonna mention. Um, the first one is getting in the Bible. How do you want to get in the Bible this summer? Now, it's been my experience that everybody that wants to grow as a Christian is getting in the Bible in some way. They have some way, one or two ways that are their go-to. For me, it's been quiet time in the morning and scripture memory. Uh, I know some people, personal Bible study is their method or listening to the Bible while they're going for a walk uh, or a Bible reading program. Pick out one that is uh, best for you. Now, in addition to getting in the Bible, uh, for me, it always helps me to have a particular project that I'm working on as I'm studying the Bible, rather than just working through a book of the Bible. For example, um, a couple studies that have been life-changing for me have been from the book of Proverbs. And one was to go through the book of Proverbs and every time I had two columns, and on the left-hand column, whenever the word wiser wisdom showed up, jot down the verse there, in the right-hand column, wherever the word fool or foolish showed up, write down uh, what, the, what the scripture says about fool, foolishness, or folly. That was an amazing study. Uh, and it, it, it uh, made me realize that I was a very foolish young man, uh, but I didn't want to stay that way. 
I wanted to be a wise man. The second study was to go through the book of Proverbs and look at every verse in the, in the book of Proverbs that has to do with the tongue or with our speech, what we say. Uh, that was also a very convicting study. And by the time I got done, I made a summary of that study and memorized four verses that have stuck with me all these years and have, have certainly shaped how I think about communicating and talking with people. Uh, I've done studies out of, the, uh, out of the Gospels on the parables of Jesus. Uh, I've done studies out of the Gospels on how Jesus related to people. Uh, but, but think about some project that you would like to do and focus on that. Um, in your prayer life, um, how, how do you want to develop in your prayer life? Now, one thing that has been helped to me is this book called 2959, uh, which is, was put together by Peter Lord out of Titusville, Florida. You can Google this and you can order it. If you find that your prayer life is pretty much just kind of the same thing every day, and it's pretty drab, and it needs some variety and some structure to it, this is a very, very helpful tool. And you can just, every day uh, this summer, if you want to develop this, you can get into this book and, and uh, follow the, what it says to do in terms of how to put some structure in your prayer life. Now, um, that's one idea. Um, if you really want to develop your prayer life a second way, the fastest way to do that is to pray with some people who pray better than you do. Uh, so that might be something you want to structure in this summer um, on a regular basis. A third area is who do I want to be mentored by? Think about one or two people that you're going to talk to every week. Uh, you're going to make a phone call or a Zoom chat or a uh, phone call or FaceTime, um, or when we finally get out of this uh, lockdown, uh, spend some time with. Proverbs 13, 20 says, he who walks with wise men becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Uh, growing through other people is one of God's main ways of accelerating this process. Proverbs 27, 17 says, iron sharpens iron, and one man sharpens another. Uh, this is a, a great way to grow, but you want to make this a priority at least once a week. Spend time with somebody who's mentoring you. Another item here is interviewing. Uh, the summer that I had that was such a life-changing summer for me, after my first year of grad school, I spent 40 hours that week interviewing people who were ahead of me as Christians and Christian leaders. Uh, some of these were uh, pastors, some of these were uh, campus leaders, uh, some of these were uh, very strong um, lay leaders in their churches. And uh, Harold had helped me put together a list of questions to, as I sat down and interviewed uh, these particular people. Uh, I took copious notes during that summer, and I still have some of those notes in this notebook uh, now 45 years later. Um, it made a huge difference in my life. Um, I've uh, one of the sheets that I've sent to Neil is a list of ten suggested questions that you can use to interview uh, the people here. But every week, call somebody 
and do an interview. Uh, another aspect besides all those have to do with growing as a Christian. Uh, a second category is growing in ministry. And there are two aspects of this. One is uh, the, the process of sharing your testimony and sharing the gospel. For about 90% of us Christians, <clears throat> this, is one, this is a challenge to do. But it helps if you practice, practice, practice. <clears throat> and if you are involved with sharing, trying to share the Lord uh, with somebody who's better at it than you. This might be something you want to really focus on this summer. Find somebody who's, who's good at this and tag along with them. Uh, the last item is ministry to people. Uh, for some of you, you might really want to, if you haven't been involved in ministry that much, is, is use this summer to dive in. Uh, you can get involved in a church or a campus ministry, uh, high school ministry, Sunday school class, teaching a Sunday school class of uh, college students was one of my first opportunities to do ministry. <clears throat> it was a great experience for me uh, to do that. Uh, so let me close uh, with, with a challenge to you. Um, the thing that's going to be most important as you think about the use of your summer, the thing that you bring to it that's the most valuable is humility, to be teachable. Proverbs 9, 8, and 9 says, Do not reprove a scoffer, and he will hate you. Reprove a wise man, and he will love you. Give instruction to a wise man, he will be still wiser. Um, the thing that, sh that shortcuts and truncates our growth is when our old man pride jumps up and, and says, I know this. I don't have to listen to this. Uh, Harold says the only shortcut in life is teachability, and I think he's really true. Over the last number of years, I hope Church has put together a training program program called North Star. It's a very committed two-year program. It takes uh, a lot of time and effort um, in study, reading, uh, and listening to uh, videos and, and uh, journaling. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's quite an endeavor. Now, after a few years, um, it's been my observation that the people who make it through the most are people who are single, students, and people who are over 57 years old. The people that struggle with it the most are marrieds and marrieds with children. Between roughly the ages of 22, when you get out of school and get your first job and get married, and age 57 is a span of 35 years. During those 35 years, you're going to find your discretionary time like shrink wrap. You're going to wonder where in the world did it all go? If this is the time of your life to make the most of the time. You will probably never have this kind of discretionary time in your life for another 35 years. You do not want to be uh, like, like uh these fellows here. Number one, the student who was double-minded like I was after my junior year in college as a young Christian. You don't want to be double-minded this summer. It's not enough just to kind of 
you know, do a few things here and there and not really give yourself to, to growth. Double-minded. The second one is to be a dabbler. You do a few things this week and a few things the next week and just to kind of let it go on. And, you know, you didn't get your accountability partner this week. You can wait till next week. And, you know, you just end up frittering away the summer. Uh, the double-minded person, the dabbler. Third is the dutiful person. The dutiful person starts off well, gets involved in a church, maybe a Sunday school class, and maybe does just enough to say, I did something with my summer. But I'd like to challenge you to be a driven person this summer. And the reason is the opportunity of discretionary time is slowly closing on you. Those doors are slowly closing. You want to be driven for these 10 or 12 weeks this summer. Keep these sheets that uh, Neil is going to send you in front of you. Don't put them in a file and don't put them under a stack of papers. Pin them up somewhere. Make it a priority to give yourself to these things uh, each week. Hopefully when September comes, you will have an experience like I did after my first year of graduate school where you can say, I had a life-changing summer because of how I used it. Well, let me pray for us, and then I'll let you uh, have some time to uh, share and noodle over these things. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the people that you put in our lives. We thank you for the heart of Jesus that you give to us to that uh, wants to grow, wants to deal with sin in our life, wants to make a difference with our lives, lives in the kingdom and with people. Uh, give us the wisdom to see what you have given us this summer, the discretionary time that we have, and help all of us to make the most of that time, the most of the opportunity that stands in front of us, and not just to fritter it away. Help the folks who are listening to be thinking of an accountability partner and to, and to get that done and to ponder what it is you want them to do this summer in terms of growth. And for, the, for some of the people that are more do one thing and drive into that, help them to pick that one thing. And for those who are more variety oriented, help them to pick those two or three things that they can keep moving this summer. Um, Help all of us to be teachable, to humble ourselves, and to, and to increase our desire to learn. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you all have a good time uh, discussing and uh, challenge one another on this. Push one another on this. Come September, you'll be glad you did.